Hey, welcome to the Jesus Magnet. Thanks for tuning back in and listening. I'm your host, Joel Hillary, with Joel Thompson. Hi there. And we have a fantastic, amazing, incredible guest, Jasmine. How you doing, Jasmine? I'm doing great, thanks. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast with us. Uh, your story is definitely going to reach many people. Uh, very, very cool that you've got that strength to come on and be bold and share what God's done in your life. And um, yeah, I'm sure lots of people are going to just get radically changed by it. Just have that hope that what you've got spreads into other people as they're listening. So, um, yeah, so Jasmine, would you like to just start anywhere and maybe at the beginning is the best place to start? Okay, all right, guys. (laughs) So, um, I didn't really grow up in a a Christian household, although they had really, ah, sorry. That's all right. They had um, they had um, a good way, you know, good ethics and uh, morals and everything. So that was it. Although yeah. my father um, did think about being a missionary yeah. uh, well before I was born, though you see, because right. um, I'm the last of seven kids. So you're yeah. the last of seven. Yeah. Wow, yeah, you're yeah. a bit like Joel. He's yeah. one of nine. Yeah. All and right. I'm number seven. So <laughs> yeah. we're both seven. Oh gosh, yeah, awesome. good number as well in the Bible, <laughs> eh? Exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I'm the fourth. Okay. <laughs> of four. Yeah. Of your overall. All right. Yeah. That's nice, Joel. <laughs> All right. I'm not quite as epic coming from the big family, but no. <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah. Carry on, Jasmine. Well, apparently, so my dad was very much a, a Christian, but um, I never really saw that because I think when he had, when they had five kids, um, he talked about going to do missionary in Africa, and my mum said, "If you think we're going to trace around Africa with five kids, you've got another thing coming." So, <laughs> I think she had to give him an ultimatum. And so, anyway, I I can remember vaguely as a child just going to Sunday school on the on one or two occasions, but that was it. And then, um, and then I joined the army, the British Army. Wow! At, uh, at the age of 22. So, and um, the last thing on my mind was Jesus and yeah. God. And mm-hmm. even though I knew about Jesus and knew about God, I never had a relationship with them at all. Yeah. I didn't really get it. Did so, you always have a desire to join the army? Um, yes, but really I only joined for fun, for travel, <laughs> for, you know, doing sport and meeting new people. And Yeah. Yeah, but... Um, it wasn't really for a career. Yeah. I really didn't even know much about it at all. You know, I just joined for a jolly. To be honest, I thought I'd, I didn't even have a clue how long I'd yeah. be in for. So I thought it might be a couple of years or mm. so. But I have never been one of these people who've planned like five years ahead and things mm. like that. Um, I've just plodded on in a way, and uh, I ended up doing thirty-three years in the British Army. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so wow. twenty-two years, twenty-three years full time, and then ten years teaching. teaching wow! Really. Yeah. But the reason I ask if um, that's something that you'd always thought of is um, I was told once uh, from a friend of mine he he uh, that God sort of with what your passions are when you're growing up, you're sort of dreaming about maybe being a fireman or in the army or something like that. <laughs> and they reflect what God's plan is for you in a different way. So oh. one of my friends, he always wanted to be a firefighter going into the fire and oh, saving people. Yeah. yeah, And he has become one of the most amazing evangelists I've ever seen. Wow. And he literally goes and he lives in India 
and he's a missionary and he's with probably people that have never ever considered Christianity as the truth and he's fighting this war and this battle and in this fire going in and he's saving these souls and he thinks that you know God put that desire in his heart right from an early age mm. to be this fireman but in, in a different way he didn't realize so I was just wondering you know with your you know you, you look like a very strong woman and you've <laughs> been in the army and and now that you're you know full on for Christ mm. that has reflected that throughout all these years, these years of training, going into battle almost for Christ. No. Well, I'm hoping to go into battle for Christ for sure in the future. So, yeah. Yeah, I really want to do missionary work. Very cool. Yeah, so, wow. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I can't remember ever not really thinking of it in that way, but now you've said it, John. Yeah, Joel, sorry. Yeah. Joel, isn't it, Joel, John? yeah. I've got John. We're both Joels. <laughs> You're both Joels, yeah, sorry. Yeah. John is actually my middle name, so oh, wow. that's okay. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, so so then I joined, and then I, I'd be honest, I just had party after party, wild times, fun, and it was just great because no responsibility at, at those lower ranks, you know, yep. mm. privates, lance corporal, corporal. And then um, when I was in my late 20s, early 30s, I was in a relationship and uh, we split up, but I was absolutely heartbroken. And um, I can remember thinking to myself, there's something really missing in my heart. I don't know if it's a man or if it's God. So obviously the God thing came into, and mm. you know, I'd obviously had something there yep. that, that was resonated with me, something that was mm. making me think about God. Um, and I decided to go to my local church in Southampton, where I was based near there at the yep. time. And they just welcomed me with open arms, and I thought, wow, I walked in there, and it was just so warm and wow. beautiful, um, and it's such a great feeling. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, then I, I instantly was posted, actually, to... Um, Farnborough, um, which is, yeah, Farnborough, Aldershot, Surrey, Hampshire border. And that's when I became a member of the Methodist Church and mm -hmm. uh, amazing group of people there, just yeah. absolutely stunning people. And I did Bible study and Alpha courses. Mm. Um, and I was there for about five years. But I left there. Um, I don't think I really fully understood at that point what the Holy Spirit was, mm. and I did, and I really didn't understand why Jesus died for me on the cross. Mm. I thought I did, but I now look back and realise I didn't. Mm. Um, yeah. So I then just continued with life, the wild parties and all of that. Oh, a really significant point when I was there, this beautiful man, Elderly man, I thought, because he was in his late 50s and I was 30-ish. So um, he said to me, Jazz, he said, um, whenever Jesus comes into your life, you'll know about it. Mm. He will turn your life upside down and you'll never walk the same path again. Mm. And I thought, mm, is he saying that because he thinks Jesus isn't in me? Um, but also I thought to myself, Probably because I wasn't ready to change. Mm. I wasn't ready to have Jesus turning my life upside down. I was really content with my life. I loved my life. I mm. loved the company I was keeping. I loved the life I was leading. So I just carried on the way I was. Mm. Um, roll on 25 years, actually. So I really turned away, actually, from Jesus yeah. and God. I'm saying turned away from them because I don't think I really had that relationship with them at the time. Mm. Um, 
Although speaking to, I'm still in touch with David, the lay preacher, and he said, Jazz, you did, you really, you mm. really had that there. But maybe I lost something when I left that fellowship and traveling all around the world. I never found mm. the same group of people. I never found that same beautiful connection again. Yep. So, um, but I was always searching. I was searching for something mm. all the time. Yeah, so because I was just traveling and carrying on with my life, I just realized I knew something was missing. And, and But I actually started to question Jesus because I was just thinking about all the different religions actually mm. out there. And I think because I've got a heart for... Wait, I used to think, wait a minute, what about all the other religions and those people who are not haven't got that Christian faith? Mm. Um, what about them? How will they be saved? Um, and that really, that disturbed me a little bit. Yep. So anyway, 25 years later, um, I always knew um, the last few years um, that I was going to go travelling. Well, I knew I was going to go travelling once I got out of the army, actually. That was always my intention. And then it became, uh, I really knew I wanted to go travelling and to find myself, you know, to find mm. my spiritual self. Um, and I was always de- interested in that deeper part of me that I hadn't yet found, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, I think that's such a common occurrence over the, the whole planet. People yeah. have this sensation that, that you know, there's got to be something that little bit more out there spiritually that, that manifests more than just physically being here, the material here, just everything uh, that is around and across the whole planet people get to this one point and they go it can't like i've got to go find something there's something else out there i've got yeah. to go find it yeah and especially yeah. they travel too and we meet so many people like that in queenstown because mm. this is just a beautiful place that a lot of people travel internationally from mm. um yeah i love how common that story is in a way but still everyone's on a unique journey and god meets us where we're at mm. so what, what did you find in your travels then you're looking into other religions all of a sudden other cultures well actually i mean 10 years ago when i left the the full-time army i was thinking what do i want to do so I, anyway i chose to be um be a massage therapist amongst mm-hmm. other things um but um and then i i did reiki so i was i was searching for for different and i was thinking about doing crystal healing and and i was always interested in those eastern mm. ways yeah. those eastern philosophies and i uh, and I thought, am I, when I go travelling, I, I was my intention was to just come to New Zealand for three months, mm-hmm. and then I was going to Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, and Bali. Yep. And I thought I might have ended up going back as a back home as a Buddhist or something. Mm. You see, yeah. Um, and that that seemed because I was thought I'd be interested in meditation and things like that. Um, wow, I'm just thinking of of how I felt at that time there was such an emptiness that I was searching yeah. mm. and I think all that time I was searching for something and it was in me you know Jesus mm. was actually in me all of that time the Holy Spirit was there but mm. I didn't know it it's interesting that you're saying that there was an emptiness in you because yeah. there's these monks in Thailand and their whole lives they concentrate enough to achieve this thing called Nevada yes. and it's, it's essentially a total emptiness N- Nirvana Nirvana, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nirvana is a place, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't yeah. realise. <laughs> but 
Yeah. But yeah, these monks, they, they're trying to achieve this total emptiness, placid, just everything mm. is the way it is and, and never really dwelling on anything too hard. And, yeah. you know, it's interesting that, you know, you went and tried it out and you're like, yeah, it it's empty. Mm. There's nothing mm. there. It, it's unfulfilling and unsatisfying. And yeah. that Jesus was always there just showing you, like sometimes you need that little bit of a contrast to understand when a bowl's empty and then when a bowl's full, you know, like you just yeah. need that contrast, otherwise you would never know. That's exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly it, Joel. Yeah. I owe my family, you know, none of them are Christians, as I said, my dad died a long time ago. Um, no, all of them understand that I've, I need something deeper than the world. Mm. I, I knew there was something so much more out there. And they were always saying, you'll go off and find yourself. One of my friends said, Jazz, you, you know, you're, you're going and you're searching the other side of the planet to find yourself. Mm. It may be here on your, in your backyard, you know, yeah. but I was like, no, 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 I'm going to be going off and I'll find it all out there. I'll be um, meditating and yeah. having that mindfulness and all of yeah. that. And I was really drawn to that. And so when I was thinking about I kept putting the journey off to go traveling um, and I was planning, uh, sorry, and then, and then I, I thought I need to start planning it really and then I, one of my friends said she was going to New Zealand um, for nine weeks and I was, I had a flutter inside me. I realize now that there was a Holy Spirit mm, but at the wow. time I didn't. Yeah. There was such a tingling and a passion and I was like, whoa. Even though I'd been, I came to New Zealand about six years ago, mm. but it was a really brief three-week trip, and it wasn't finding myself, for sure. It was just yeah. a holiday. And um, so when my friend said she was going, I was, like, really excited for her. But actually, I realised I was excited for me as well, but didn't realise it. Mm. Um, and then, by sheer chance, um, another friend who was a Kiwi friend, she came to live with me. Long story short. So she was saying, Jazz, you've got to go to New Zealand as mm. well as the Thailand. You've got to finish what you didn't do in New Zealand. And I was mm. like, yeah, yeah. So my intention was just to come here for three months. Yeah. And then the rest of the year was going to be all the other countries. Um, and this was more of a holiday than, mm. than the finding myself, you know. Yeah. And then, um, so that was a year last February. So wow. February 2020, I landed on the 6th, on Waitangi Day, actually. Oh, true. On the 6th of February. Is it the 6th of February, Waitangi Day? Yeah. yeah, I can never quite remember. Yeah, but I think it was that yeah, day. Yeah, it's around then. So, um, and I got a camper van and I was doing the travelling. And then, of course, the month after, I was at the, um, the um, WOMAD Festival yep. in New Plymouth. And then the whole lockdown thing kicked off and I thought oh wow what do I do I clearly can't go to all those other countries do mm. I just go back home I'd retired from the military I'd given my little job in um uh working at my friend's estate agency and I just thought what, what am I doing with my life mm. so I don't want to go back home I'll, I want to stay in New Zealand I loved it so I'm um, traveling around for six months on the North Island um just really enjoyed the beauty of the island. Yeah. Um, and then somebody did say to me, you may find your spiritual self when you hit the South Island. I thought, mm, okay, we'll see. So I, I arrived in Picton and then I had to go, I ended up having to go back um, two weeks later to Picton mm. um, because they'd given the best quote on my van, which it needed 
needed some work. And, um, so it just meant that I had to pass through Havelock again. And it just happened to be on a Saturday night. And I used to type into Google churches near me. Because mm. so, I was still going to church on the odd Sunday if I was uh, around a little town at that mm. time. And um, so when I arrived, um, I went into the Havelock church. And um, I met a, a chap, beautiful man called Russell outside the church. And we were still really close Christian friends now. Um, and I went into, and Sue was the vicar at St. Peter's in Havelock. And she could see something, that that yearning, you know, mm. that desperate desperation to find something that was not there, that I thought. And so we just talked afterwards, and uh, and she anointed me, and she asked for the Holy Spirit to come into me. And wow, powerful. F- <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can remember feeling that warmth and that, but it wasn't full. Um, it wasn't full on at that time, yeah. Um, but I, I just got such a great feeling, and um, and I just kept getting. So then I carried on on my travels, but um, I just kept kept getting drawn back to have a look, mm. and went back and again, and then I went back all the way down to Christchurch, Christchurch, and then I went back and back, and I and it was on the, one of the other occasions that I went back, and uh, she um, prayed for me again and uh, again asking the Holy Spirit and. And that's when I was really swaying and I really felt that absolutely inside mm. me. Um, and then um, carried on travel around the South Island and then one of my um, lovely friends, Ruth, she was a Christian lady, she asked if I wanted to be baptised. She said, really, you know, it'd be great for you to be baptised. And I was, ooh, no, no, I'm just not ready to to give my... I don't know, I still there was still something that I can't even describe why. Mm. Well, I couldn't describe why at that time. But there was something that was stopping me from fully giving my life to Jesus. Right. Um, There's a saying, um, Jesus can mend a broken heart, but he needs all the pieces. Good saying. And some people give yeah. them a little bit, but... Yeah. And then they, there's no change, or there's a little bit of a change, but he needs everything. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I knew that I was, there was something that I was putting at barriers because I was, I felt as I was still a, a feminist. I felt as I was still very independent. Mm-hmm. And there's no way I wanted to lay my, lay down my rights for Jesus, really. Until I read the book, uh, Making Jesus Lord, mm. which is one of the YWAM. Um, books, Lauren Cunningham, who wrote oh, it. Oh, cool. And I can remember seeing the front cover with the guy handing over the keys, if you like, you know, mm. to his life. And I just thought, no, 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 no. And I was, you know, I, I need me. I need that oh. independence still. Mm. Yeah. And it was only when I got, I think it was chapter two or three, and I read it and thought, and it was about how much Jesus had actually given us. You know, when it started to really break down Mm. exactly what Jesus had done for us on the cross yeah. and his whole life leading up to him dying on the cross. Mm. And I just wept and wept and wept and I realised then that that's it. I, mm. I know that that's it. This is, I want to give my life to Jesus. I absolutely know that now. Wow. And it was just a, amazing, but yeah, I, such so a revelation. So you had those butterflies in your heart? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I always translated that into Jesus says, you know, he stands at the door and knocks. Yes. So it's like he's knocking on the heart. So it's just that little, like you can ignore it, but you know it's there. Yeah. And that's really that pull towards him. And yeah. that's so cool that you had that. And you were searching because 
The Bible also says um, those who search diligently will find me. And that's the key word is diligently. You said you keep going back to that town. Was it Hampton? Havelock. Havelock. Yes, in the Um, Harbour Sounds. Yeah, Mm. you keep going back to that one town and there was something drawing you back and that's you diligently seeking. And that's God diligently like knocking on the door of your heart. Yeah. And so cool that you you know you surrounded yourself with those right people to yeah. to guide you in that. Yeah, very very cool. Well, the, you're right there because they did because I was I I hadn't even hardly ever opened a Bible. Mm. You know, I can remember 25 years ago, even though I thought I was a a Christian. You know, I was like, yeah, well, I'm going to church on the odd Sunday, mm. most Sundays actually when I was there. And um, doing a bit of Bible study, and mm. but I didn't ever, apart from the Bible study, really open my Bible and read it. Mm. I didn't get it, you know. Yep. Whereby this time, somebody gave me a Bible, and um, well, I asked for a Bible in a church actually, yep. if I could borrow it. And she said, "You could keep it. It was beautiful." And, oh um, wow! And then Havelock gifted me my own Bible, which is beautiful, and um, and that reading the Word. Yeah. And the depth and, and it, all the coincidences or God incidences, as we call them, uh, yeah. started to happen. I um, like that God incidence. Yeah. What did you say? God in- Instead of a coincidence, it's a God incidence. I yeah. like that. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. When, <laughs> when, yeah it's just when too, there's too many of those things that fall into place when mm. you just read in scripture yeah. and then it happens in your life and... And somebody will say the same thing, and and then somebody else, and you're like, "What? That just cannot be a coincidence. It's yeah. definitely more to it than that." And that, as I realise now, is the Holy Spirit speaking. Yeah. So, oh gosh. So, um, I realised then, so that I I did want to be baptised, and um, it was this last February. So um, I'd been in New Zealand a year when I realised I really wanted to give myself to the Lord. So I was baptised in Havelock Church on Easter Sunday yep. this year. And um, and then um, we went to one of my dear friends, again from the church and the Bible study, um, Lincoln uh, and Richard, their farm. And they've got a river running through their farm and it mm. was just awesome. So when I was fully immersed in the water... And I came up, and I've got the photos, which sadly you won't be able to see here. But um, I actually was glowing. Um, I had a, wow. a, a red face, like, and people, any anybody who was a bit of a cynic could say, "Oh, come off it! That's just the sun shining through." No, none yeah. of the other faces were glowing. Yeah, and, and mine just had like a light bulb. Maybe not quite that, but yeah. it, it was absolutely that's the awesome. Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, because that's what happens with Moses. Say, eh? you know, when he. Spends time up the mountain and he yeah. walks down. He they, he has to cover his face with a veil because he's glowing. He's glowing, and mm-hmm. um, you know that's just him hanging out with. At the time, mm-hmm. it was the Father mm-hmm. or God. and and yeah. the Holy Spirit probably, but yes. you hang out hang out with him, and his shine, his light mm. starts reflecting off you. Yeah, <laughs> glowing out of you. Yeah, it's amazing. I know it really did. It really did. So, what has it been like uh, since you've been baptized and just diving deeper into relationship with Jesus? Oh, honestly, Joel, it's just well. That day was absolutely the probably one of the best days of my life, if not the best day. Mm. Felt like I was the bride. I really did feel like I was the bride of Christ. I mean, that sounds a bit what really. Well, you so are. I've never been married, so you know. Oh wow! So. It's that was my wedding day, really. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, it was oh, it's the best. But if I did, if I thought that was good, it was the revelation that came the day after when I was sat at my friend Russell's and I was just looking out at the beautiful mountains, uh, the hills, and I just sat there looking out at God's creation and it really hit me that the peace was now in my heart that I'd wow. been searching for all of those years, all of my life. I'd been wow. searching for that peace. And it was there, and I, I could stop searching. Yeah. The search was over. I mean, the the walk with Jesus certainly wasn't over. It was just the start of it. Mm. But that search for that inner something that was missing, yeah. uh, the best it most amazing feeling That's and I just incredible. wept I just sat there and wept and wept because it was that relief yeah. thank you God that's it I, I'm I'm home that is yeah. so powerful wow. mm, yeah so powerful. wow so yes yeah, so Joel Joel 2 Joel 1 Joel 2 <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's just been increasingly amazing ever since so that, so that was that feeling never died off no that's incredible. Oh, wow. no. So we're now in September, and that, that was in April? Yeah. Yeah. Was it Easter? When, April, wasn't it? The begin- was it the beginning Amazing. of April, end this of March? Year, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. This year, yeah. So I'm 57 now, and yeah. so th- it's never too late, you know? That's amazing. Um, and I just thought, wow, all those years of what was I doing? <laughs> you know, what, what have I missed? But It's so you know, true. It doesn't yeah. matter now. I'm here. But yeah. all of that wasted life, all of that thinking what is it that's there but isn't you know mm. and, and a lot of the time you have to go through that to realize the contrast like yeah. you wouldn't see everything the way that you said well you probably would but um you know you you go back in your memories and, and it almost looks uh i think there's a quote by c.s lewis and he says um the world grows um strangely dim um yeah. without christ and yes. it's just different or well, with Christ, the world is is strangely dim. So it's just like you don't realize that. Uh, and there's another quote from C.S. Lewis: "Is you know, I believe in Christ as I believe the sun has risen, not by seeing the sun, but by the sun I see everything else." Yeah. So it's it's just one of those things where everything just shines differently. Everything is is changed. And you just got, it's like sunglasses, you know, you put on different lenses and it's got like a different color. You see everything, it's just like, boom, everything's just that little bit different and more beautiful and more appreciative because you know that God had done all of this for you, you know, everything he's done for you. He absolutely has. When I look back and I think how much he's he's watched my back all of those times, I've been Mm. so many situations where... I could have died or mm. and I think, wow, if I'd have died then yeah. I wouldn't be with him. Mm. You know? But he knew. He knew from the beginning, from yeah. before I was even born, he knew that I would eventually mm. come to him in this life. Wow. And I just think, wow, you know, had I died all those years ago I'd never have found him and so mm. he he protected me yeah. in those occasions that he didn't he knew I wasn't ready. Wow. But Anyway, 57, now I am. It's like, wow, it's just awesome. And and so I I still, 
Yeah, I haven't really travelled around much since then because I've just found I've found the place. I don't think I'm not intending to live here mm. forever because I've now got such a heart for missionary work. I've, wow. When I was a when I was a little kid, I can remember me and my mum used to just cry at the Oxfam adverts. You know, when you saw the little, poor little um, babies with you know little children with big bellies and yep. mm. not fed and watered. And I can remember all my life, I've thought I, I always knew I wanted to do some type of humanitarian aid. Mm. Um, so now I can mix that with sharing the gospel of Christ. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wow, what a, what an awesome combo! Yeah, you can feed their bodies and feed their and spirit. feed their spirits as yeah. well. Yeah, incredible. So. Um, so that's where you'll be going forth from now. So oh well, I'm just so I'm finishing the the DTS, the um, discipleship training school. Um, that finishes in December, and mm. then my visa finishes in January. So I'm like, whoa, where do I go from here? So mm. I'll just pray a lot and um, see where God wants to send me because I'm all His now. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got no agenda, mm. you know, of my own now. Yeah. Actually, yeah. that sounds a bit corny but <laughs> but i just feel i'm just completely on god's agenda i just yeah. want i'm just wow. so excited to do whatever he mm. asked me to do you know it's like confidence in him that mm. he he will know where you will be the best you yeah. know like you want to represent him the best because yeah. you love him yeah and he loves you and adores you and mm. when you pray and you seek where for guidance he knows best so it's having that that faith and that comfort in that that yes. it, okay these big decisions that I've got to make now are now really his decisions. You can hand them over to to Christ and be like, Lord, you know, I'm open to go wherever you want me to go, and He adores you in yeah. the way in that sense, and He'll put you where He knows that you'll grow the most, where you'll share the gospel the best, um, and yeah. So it's it's almost like. There's that uh, the scripture says, my burden is easy, and my yoke no, my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Yeah. And a yoke is um, where you've got an oxen, uh, one of those cows, and they are pulling uh, two together. Two cows are, pu- are put two. Uh, what are they yoke? Two ox oxes attached with one yoke. Yeah. Yeah. It pulls yes. a plow through the field. Yeah. So if you're attached, dirt. yeah. So they work together. But yeah. if you've got one really strong one and then you're the other, yeah. it's like the yoke part is easy because you've got somebody else doing all that heavy lifting, mm. which is Christ in you. And like you said earlier, you know, like everything was changed and different and you just wept and yeah. that that weight would have just gone. That's the that's the yoke. That's the burden being light. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Oh. Yeah, I just I just keep looking back at my and thinking, ah, oh, I just didn't want to give things up, you know. All those years ago, mm-hmm. I was just I wanted yeah. to find myself, but I still didn't want to give up those worldly things and yeah. the wildness and partying. And, and I, th- I just thought, and I'll be honest, I did think I don't want to be one of those boring Christians who <laughs> just go to church <laughs> on, and, and they just pray and sing hymns and mm. and they've got a boring life. How rude, you know. I mean, how rude to. But sadly, that's yeah. what that's what people do think, isn't it? Sometimes, you know, of it, mm. it's got this stigma, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, some people think that Christianity is oh, yeah. 
really and yeah. and i guess i i actually did feel that then mm. um and i thought all of a sudden my life would be changed not you know i couldn't have fun yeah. anymore yeah. wow i tell you i am like just so joyous and joyous i and love that my life is just so full of fun now but yeah. in a completely different way yeah but 10 times 100 times better than it mm. ever was wow. cannot imagine going back to that old life wow. well it'll never happen it's really wow. a lack of faith as well because you have to believe that God has a better life for you. And like yeah. the world and the lies that you're believing is like, oh, if I sell out to God, if I give my life to him, then I'm going to live this boring life. My yeah. life is going to... And, and then it's an accusation like God wants to take these things from me and yep. doesn't want me to be happy. And it's, it's like... lack. That's just yeah. so many lies. And it's this thick layer we have to get through. Mm. Uh, or not we have to get through, but we just surrender to him and he's the truth. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he is absolutely the truth, and he's he's there for us for every through everything. And I just when when I realised I was now a Christian, if you like, a full on Christian, a practicing you know mm, Christian, sure. and I just oh wait a minute, where's I going with that? <laughs> yeah, so when I was that practicing Christian, um, sorry, before I was a practicing Christian, um, oh. Yeah, I, I thought that if I, you know, whatever spiritual, um, whether I was going to be a Buddhist or a Hindu or whatever, I just thought the spiritual side of me would be, yeah, that bit added in, which would fill all the gaps. That would be great. But, you know, it has taken over my life. It, mm. It's not just about your spiritual self. It's every single aspect of your life, but in a good way, not in a... Mm. Not in that I'm being deprived of anything or lacking anything. It's yep. actually completely given oh, 100% of every single part of my being. Mm. I just thought I'd be having like a different path, but but I, it's I, I'm follow I'm now following the path of Jesus. But every single thing in my life has now changed. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to explain. Um, but men, I just thought I'd be having this walk with the Lord, but. It's actually, he changes every single thing mm. of how you how, how your outlook on life is. Mm. You know, the things you want to do, the music you want to listen to, the the films you want to watch, the theatre you want to go and see, the, mm. the conversations you have with people. Everything now is mm. s- not centred around God, but he, he's there. He's always there and you always want to do everything to please him you don't want to let him down mm. you don't want to be watching horror movies not that i ever did really but as a teenager maybe <laughs> but you don't want to do that because mm. i don't feel inclined to even want to do that now yeah don't, wow. i don't want to do anything mm. that yeah. is going to slightly take me off that that path you yeah know? <laughs> Pil- pilgrim's progress is a, actually a really brilliant book and a brilliant yeah. film um about a guy diverting off the path of jesus all yeah. the time and then coming back to but mm. i just know how much it's completely changed everything in my life and not just the spiritual side of me mm. i love how you shared that just the way that you shared that you know like your whole outlook everything's changed mm. yeah. the the bible teaches us that we are a new creation yeah. so the old has has died yeah. it has been done away with and you've put on a new self and that radiates in the whole story of yeah. you having this transformative process and boom, you see everything different. It's like a like a different angle to everything. 
And yeah, just it's so cool to hear that. You're so right, Joel, because I used to think that, (laughs) what a contrast actually, let's flip it around. When I wasn't really the Christian, I used to think the Christians were boring and no fun. (laughs) Actually, I now look back Mm. on my past yeah. Before before the Wasting year, my time. <laughs> what was I doing? Why yeah. did I think getting really drunk, seriously drunk? Mm, purposeless. Every night, not mm. every night, but not sometimes not far off. <laughs> I thought I was really living life to the full. Mm. Actually, it yeah. it was just mindless now. Mm. I just think, is that it? Is that all I really had? Getting drunk and yeah. having a horrific hangover the next day and and I don't think Jesus just, is fully against partying either. Aspect. I mean, it, it teaches us not to get drunk. Yeah. But you know, Jesus, he was he had wine and was oh, around yeah. it, and yeah. Um, yeah. the whole Jewish festivals are just massive parties. So, if heaven is to be, you know, a bit of a mirror or a foreshadow of the Jewish traditions, we're in for one awesome time. I know exactly. <laughs> and it's yeah. not going to be in in heaven with. All the angels just sitting down, heads down, praying. No. It's not going to be like that. It's no. going to be magnificent, joyous gatherings all the time and things like that. It's It'll be amazing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They'll I mean, be praying, probably. I still have a glass of wine, but, you know, in j- just mm. nothing like I did. And, yeah. When there's no searching that's involved in that process, I find that things are so much more enjoyable because – it's not I'm doing this to try to f- figure this out or yeah, yeah, to, yeah to get it to fill me. Yes. So if you're not doing it, then you don't need an excess amount. You don't need to try everything. You don't need to yeah. travel to every country to try to figure it out. You know, it's like we satis- we're trying to satisfy an insatiable desire, but mm. when it's been filled, then we enjoy life as it's meant to be. Yeah. To you know, because life is for us to enjoy, but it's also not for. It's not all we're meant for. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it, it's just... Yeah. Oh, I've got another little story, if I can just add, guys. Yes, absolutely. So, Joel, you asked a a little while ago about what's my path been like since I became the Christian I am now. Mm. It's like being two versions of it. Um, I went with a a really lovely friend, Debs, who I met in in New Zealand travelling, and um, we went over to Greymouth, we went over on the Transalpine train yeah and when we got to Greymouth, i said i she she was finding you know searching too and um this was in january so it was before i was before i really came fully the, that i before i really came to christ um and i was still still doing the bit of searching really and um i i, I searched again in google churches near me and we went to a new life church in Greymouth. And um, there was a pastor there called Danny Steele, and uh, he was just visiting at the time. He wasn't the pastor. I think the lady was Helen. And they were beautiful, beautifully receptive. And Debs, my friend, came with me. She said, can I come with you? I said, of course you can. I'd be delighted. So, um, and he, at the end of, of his sermon, which was fabulous, um, my friend Debs, she had loads of bangles on her arm, Um so and he he was just about to stop praying and he said actually he said I just want to continue for a moment is there anybody in this congregation who feels they've been backsliding at all 
um, just want to raise your hand. And I thought, what's it up? What does backsliding mean? I'd never heard <laughs> of that phrase. <laughs> but it's deviating away from God, isn't deviating, deviating away from your yeah. faith. Yeah. And, um, but I got the gist of what he meant. So I was just about to put my arm up and my friend, I had these bangles go clink, 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 you know. <laughs> and I, oh, Dad put her arm up, bless. So I put, and I put mine up. So, and he said, okay, we've got two ladies in the congregation. There's maybe 50 people there. And then um, nobody else did. And he said, okay, so if you two ladies would like to have prayer about that, that would be great. And we were like, crying our eyes out we were, it was really emotional the whole service was so emotional and um, we were tears streaming down our cheeks and we said yes please yes please thinking he'd just pray there and then and he said right would you like to come out to the front and we were like oh gosh didn't think he was going to name and shame us do you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, so we went to the front and um, really crying and then him and um, the, the pastor and um, some elders there came and prayed and for the Holy Spirit to come into us. And that was a special moment because um, we just really felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. It was just wonderful. And um, <laughs> wow. so then afterwards, I chatted with him afterwards and he said, do you know what really happened there, Jazz? And I said, well, yeah, it was a great feeling of the Holy Spirit. He said, no, actually, God audibly spoke to me. He said, there's two people in this congregation who want to come home or to, who need to come home. And wow. he said there's two, you know, God wow. said to him, there are two people in this congregation who want to come home. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And so it was me and Deb. Yeah. So that was pretty amazing. Wow. It was a great, great moment. That. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, have, you, have you seen something like that before, Joel? Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen God speak to people up the front where they'll get prophetic words for somebody. I mean, they'll mm. call out phone numbers, they'll call out crazy stuff, and mm. God's just speaking right to them. And um, part of you wants to like, oh, I want to be called out like that too, but realizing we all have full access to it, like we can have an emotional experience like that as well, or we just meet with God daily and He He writes us all the time. Mm. But yeah, I mean, God does cool stuff like that a lot for sure. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. So, thank you for coming on to the podcast, oh, Jasmine. Thank you so much, the pair of you, for having me. It's been delightful. You've been amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you're spending a little bit more time in New Zealand till January at least? Oh, I think I'll be here quite a while yet. And, yeah. Until God tells me where I'm going with my missionary <laughs> work. Yeah. Very, yes. very cool. Thank awesome. You. Thank you. Well, guys. we'll say goodbye to the listeners and thank you for coming on to the Jesus Magnet podcast. And we'll see you on the next episode. See you later. Bye.